Hi, this is Anna Rosa Parker. This is Shanga Parker. And I'm Daniel Lamb, and this is the Artist Inclusive Podcast. Well, this is uh, our um, season-ending wrap-up. We just wrapped a second season. Uh, third. Third of Artist Inclusive Podcast. Uh, we had some pretty interesting, exciting guests coming through that uh, our, I don't know, admin uh, Sophia hooked us up with. It was pretty, pretty exciting. Yeah. What were some of the, the themes through the, the guests that have stuck with you two? I don't know about theme, but I, I was really impressed with just the variety of artists. And I feel like we had a little bit of everything in a way. I feel like in the past we were more, we were speaking to theater artists and musicians. And now kind of everybody was a little bit of everything. Street art and, you know, performance artists and uh, arts professors. It was just, I don't know. And there are also people I had no idea who they were. Like previously, I, I kind of knew of the guests or knew them personally. So this was fun. How about you guys? It was really great to get outside of our bubble, you know, and go beyond our personal network. So it was really cool to see, I think, new voices on the podcast. And like you said, um, across a very broad um, spectrum of different types of art, um, the, the most inspiring thing to me, I think, is that for everybody that we've interviewed and, you know, all the stories we've heard, the, the, the through line for me was, you know, the results don't always match up to the efforts. So here are people who keep doing the work and, and things unfold, but not necessarily on their timeline or the way they expect it. Right. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. People say that God may not be there when you need him, but he's always on time. Oh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I got no comeback on that. <laughs> There's something that I think it was Genevieve Leovold said about looking up artists who were in a similar place with her, uh, looking laterally uh, across what she does and contacting these people as opposed to looking for, you know, who won the Pritzker and trying to chase people down that way yeah, uh, has really helped her form a community as well as helped her with her art. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I, I really like her. She was, I mean, like all the guests I was, and I was very impressed with her strategy and just her business side of her art artistry. Yeah. It's, it was pretty seamless. Yeah. The making of it and the putting it out, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, since, uh, you know, we're captive here and I, I have the two of you, what is something that is tickling your brain, either one of you two, uh, either externally out in the world or something that you're working on currently or thinking about working on? Oh, I think Daniel should share first. He's doing all kinds of stuff right now. Never a dull moment in my world. Um, what am I... What is tickling my brain? My brain is very ticklish, so just about everything. Um, 
but I will say, um, you know, that getting, getting more invested into my own art practice, I think is the thing that I'm most excited about right now. And the thing that is giving my brain the most tickles. Um, it's hard to interview dozens and dozens of very dedicated, successful artists and not get the itch to make something creative. So I so am, I'm currently writing and some instrumental music for an album that um, will probably come out uh, toward the end of next year. Uh, it is following uh, the recording cycle is following the equinoxes and solstices and some other yeah, meteorological astro- astronomical events as they're unfolding. And so it's, um, it's a slow, deliberate process and it's very different from what I'm normally up to, which is very fast and um, sort of, off the cuff kind of work. So, um, a shift in strategy, a shift in pace, a shift in intention, all sorts of shifts. I feel very shifty, <laughs> not in a bad way. That's so exciting about your album. Yeah, that's amazing. That's very, very cool. I agree with you. Like talking to all these artists, it makes you feel kind of want to go back to it. And I, I, um, I'll just jump in here too. Um, and, and same here. I, I now, um, kind of divided my, professional life into three categories. So I'm not doing all that client work. I was anymore. It's like one third of my life. And then I'm working on my speaking career and then creative writing, writing scripts and uh, working on a book. So that's where I am. I'm making a little less money, but I'm very happy. That's awesome. So you're working on scripts and a book. It's a lot of writing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, w- I was going through, uh, I saw this email from, I think, Grammarly, one of these formats that I use. There's this in my computer. And I'd written a million wor- a million point two words in, um, in a year. A million words in a year. That is a lot of words. Yeah. That's several yeah. books worth of words. Yeah, and I'm like, where's the content? Because I gave it away. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I would probably be disgusted to see how many words I've written over the past couple of years and, and know that none of them are attributed to myself. Yeah. Uh, my bank account has, you know, kept us afloat, but I, I don't have much else to show for it other than, you know, having having worked. Well, now you're changing it. We're all changing it. Now, you can, now you're writing your music. So that's amazing. Exactly. Exactly. How about you, Sienka? Again, in, totally influenced by the, the people we interview. Uh, they're such go-getters. And, um, well, this year, uh, I have removed myself from major administrative duties in, at uh, NYU. And with that time, I, was, I am uh, getting back into the professional realm. I am acting in a gig, actually, in a couple of weeks in Tempe, Arizona with Theater Me Too. My colleague Ruben Polendo's theater. I'm I'm serving as a as a um, a put in. That is, it's an existing performance, and I am a put in for one of the actors who won't be there. Never done that before. Uh, so getting you know putting my ass back out there and getting it kicked by having to perform myself is terrific. And also thinking about this temporal idea. Um, Ana Rosa said something the other day about there's no rush. And uh, the theater I'm working with, they, they have a project three years out, they have a project a couple months out, and then a project they're doing now. So they're always working in these three time things. 
uh, that and then, Daniel, what you were saying, it's going to take you that amount of time. And it's off of, you know, nature and you're influ being influenced by these meteorological events. And that's the only way for that to happen is by being still and allowing it to occur to you. That's not something you can go get. Exactly. It's helping me think about, right, this, this idea of, of time in that way. It's not a series of tasks to be accomplished. It's part of my retraining my brain from, you know, being in, this, in these leadership roles and having to answer emails and make many decisions a day very quickly. And to shift out of that, I think, is quite healthy. So I'm working on that. Yeah, I'm sure we could do some sort of really difficult meta episode about the, the weird intersection of acceleration and art and capitalism. And it's nice to be doing something that isn't being pushed uh, off a cliff by, by money concerns. It's so cool that you get to work with Ruben. Uh, I really enjoyed our episode with him. It was such a, a lovely conversation. Yeah, he's, he's an amazing thinker, really. And that theater, they worked very hard at grant writing and, you know, trying to, it's, I think, more than self-sustaining. That said, there's, there's, he's committed to experimental. I think he said himself in the, in the interview that he doesn't like theater. This is about some different kind of performance. It's, it's some new, or I don't know, new, nothing's new, but it's, it's a also a different way of thinking that I appreciate being around, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's so cool. And I'll accompany you to Arizona and just work from there and, you know, take a drive around the cacti and eat Mexican food. Yeah, get, get yourself up to Sedona and experience the vortex. Yeah, that's beautiful. Uh, well, my in-laws, you know, Shanka's parents, they live in Sedona, so I have, I have been there. It's gorgeous. Oh, that's right. I forgot. So you can maybe see some family as well. Yeah, we'll get up there if we can. It'd be nice if my parents are quite elderly now. It'd be nice if they could get down and see the show. Have a little fun. Uh, anything interesting you're reading, want to read? Just thinking about different media. Uh, if you've been binging more, if there's something that's a must-see, um, open to films? Um, most recently, I watched a show um, a friend that recommended it. It was a Hulu production called Dope Sick with Michael Keaton. It was um, remarkable, extremely dark um, at moments, and um, really an interesting study on the the sort of the, the pharma machine and how that all works. Um, if you're a fan of things like uh, Breaking Bad or Ozark, there's definitely some similarities in uh, Dope Sick without necessarily the gangster element. And that, that's based on a true story, right? Yeah, it's a, based on the story of a um, false marketing from Purdue Pharma over uh, OxyContin, which we all know is a terrible drug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, I don't know what <laughs> I'm always watching something. Nothing. Well, we just started to watch Atlanta. And as far as book, I, I've been, you know, I've been listening to a lot of French rap lately. And I am also listening to um, an audiobook about positive intelligence. 
Shirzad Shamin is the the writer's name. So it talks about all the the judge and all these saboteurs that live within us and they do bad things. So I'm trying to win them, you know, tell them where, where they should go and not they shouldn't take charge over my mind and brain. That's kind of where I'm at, that I remember. Yeah. How about you, Shanga? Yeah, um, I really want to see Woman King, uh, the Viola Davis movie. I'm reading, if you will, I listen, I, I don't read that much except uh, news, actually, text on the screens, but uh, not a paper book. I'm listening to the Bible. I'm, I'm smack dab in the middle of Leviticus right now, toward the end of it. It's kind of like driving across the plains, some of these books, wow. where it just lays out rule after rule and repeating, and God shall smite you and you'll be smitten. Yeah, Atlanta, I'm into the second season of Snowfall on FX, John Singleton's, I think, last venture. It, too, is it's similar to, right, it's drugs and underworld, so there's boom and bust in a similar way as some of the shows you mentioned before, Daniel. Um I think that's about it. Oh, there's a new, the new, I can't remember the writer's name, the guy who wrote the Less book. There's a sequel to it called Less is Lost. Oh, yeah. And his, his name is Less. What's his name again? That's a really good book. The, the, which one was it by him that I, we read last year? It was, uh, it was Less something. <laughs> yeah, it was terrible. very mad because that's his last name is andrew sean greer oh, oh the character the character is the yeah. character's name is less yeah it was very clever yeah anyway he oh, has yeah. a sequel and i'm oh. curious about that yeah, i want to read that I'm reading a couple books right now um one is on uh, plant medicine and the other one is on human design so you could see the theme okay. kind of both books and tv and the sorts of things yeah Oh my God, I love human design. I want to learn more about it. It's fascinating. What parallels have you found? Parallels between human design and plant medicine? Oh, I haven't gotten that far yet. I, I was just saying that the, the media consumption uh, through line here is stuff that's around health and being. Um, so shows about about pharma conspiracies and human design is more of a internal thing and but it also kind of matches up with the art project that I'm working on because human design is pretty grounded in astrology. Um, and then uh, plant medicine is uh, the book is called conscious medicine. And I'm just interested in non-pharmaceutical treatments for just about anything. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. There's a, there's a, I don't know. It feels like it, maybe it's local, but a real trend toward that, toward going back to, you know, what were the herbs that, uh, the natives used before we got here, or I don't know, we <laughs> before. Yeah. Uh, Anna Rosa and I saw a person in, in Iceland who's all about that. It's most of our vitamins are just plants and herbs and mixtures. Our yeah. Potion. That's the way to go. Exactly. I call, it, I call it my potions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All kinds of stuff in there. Yeah. Because she was talking about that herbalist that, you know, the vitamins, a lot of them we buy at the store, it, it's been boiled down so much. But when you get it straight straight from the, the plant or, you know, the herbs, it has such an effect. It absolutely does. Do you have, being in the South, access to 
to that more than say northerners would somebody who's out in some hut you know kind of mixing up stuff um you you would think so but there it's really not mainstream uh there's definitely people who are into wild crafting and foraging down here um but in terms of like where do you go to for herbal herbal concoctions and things of that, of that nature there there aren't a ton of places in the metro atlanta area uh, there, there are one or two for sure. Uh, I mean, I know who I would call if I needed to, you know, put together some sort of custom, like, you know, herbal supplement, but you know, I, you would think that there'd be more people like talking more about it. Um, and maybe it's just the, the, uh, feedback loop that I'm in where I'm not hearing a bunch about it. And, and Arosa, didn't you look in New York for this kind of herbal holistic, yeah, a lot of this sort of thing in New York is very um, high-end, you know, it's very like goop kind of prices and services. In Iceland, it's just basic. <laughs> I mean, it's very accessible. It's just there for you. And uh, one of my clients in Iceland, she has a, a natural skincare and hair brand. Um, she comes from, you know, her, her ancestors are all a lot of them herbalists one after the the next um so i've learned a lot from her and and uh yeah that the herbalist that you and i went to shanka she's also she looks into your eyes and does a whole read it's like um who, who said it was like um medium but for health or something like that <laughs> yeah like a psychic but for health um it kind of yeah. is in a way and you know it's mm -hmm. very that's amazing yeah, I think affordability in, in alternative medicine is definitely something that comes up a lot, you know, because to your point, like the products that some of these high-end retailers are selling, you know, the, the, the price point to create them is, is extremely low. And so it's an exercise in branding and access, you know, but uh, for the folks who understand or who've been trained to learn, you know, how to pick these herbs and things, it's as simple as, going out into a field and grabbing some, you know, some, some, some stuff. Whereas, um, you know, a lot of high end retailers are just going to give you the exact same thing, you know, for a, a 3000% markup, which, you know, personally, I don't see as much of a conflict with some of these things because getting that training is not easy. It's the access to information and training is still pretty, pretty, in some cases yeah yeah absolutely yeah they, it it does help you know, to have somebody help you deal with dosages and all that but this um seems to be the trend or hopefully we'll catch on more cool uh anything you want to leave uh leave our listeners with as you go forth uh yeah join us in our community you can go on our website artistinclusive.com and click on join community it's free as of now um and it's just we're just there helping each other and having a conversation um you guys want to add something to that yeah just second second that you know join join the join, join the community join slack um we are and will be more active in it. Um, you have three people who are very good at what they do. 
ready, willing, and able. <laughs> Built this artist community for artists to hang out. Uh, yeah, that's it. Enjoy. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. It's, Come hang out. Come find us. Yeah. We're easy to find. We're ready, ready and willing to hang out, rock out, and help out. Totally. And other than that, I'm just enjoying my favorite season here, this beautiful fall in New York. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm on Instagram, too, if people want to connect with me. Anna Rosa Parker. Shanga P. <laughs> and I'm on Instagram at, at Hey Daniel Lamb. Cool. Hey Daniel Lamb. Hey. Hey, hey. All right, we shall uh, cross paths soon. Yeah. It's been real. 100p. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs> this episode of Artist Inclusive is brought to you by Dash of Copy. Dash of Copy helps artists, writers, and creatives with brand messaging designed to help you manifest your audience, clarify your artist identity, and level up your confidence on the path of creative success. Artist Inclusive is a production of Holland Creative and Dash of Copy. Our audio producer is Dale Isinger.